This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. It's Taco Tuesday! Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at Online.com. Throws wide open receiver Tyreek Hill, and you're not going to catch him. Hill down the east sideline taunts Devontae Harris as he rolls into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Miles spins, stays on his feet at the 45. He's got blockers in front of him. 30, 10, 5, touchdown! Everything happening in the sports world. Number 5, you better look at him a little closer. He's a football player. Got that wood right here. And even some things not happening in the sports world. Great insight today, Steve. <laughs> Man, you, you disappointed me. You disappointed the, well, the, I the got, listeners. Well, I got flustered. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM, KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, Worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in all of McPherson, a very excited man, a very busy man, busy. Mr. Steve Sell. Very busy. Probably dizzy, too. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Steve, what'd you do yesterday? Yesterday afternoon? Yesterday evening? Did you settle in? What'd, what'd you do? What did I do yesterday? I worked. I was here a long okay, time. Okay, after work. I'm saying when after you get work, home. Well, I uh, got home and... Uh, uh, watched little sports and little politics. and. Well, I want to know what sports you watched. Well, what did I watch last night? I watched a little bit of the Oregon Memphis? Basketball. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't stay. The, of course, I didn't make it to the end. Everybody keeps talking about these Memphis Tigers. Well, How Oregon, about the Oregon Ducks? Oregon was drilling them when I went to bed, so I don't know what it is. Well, they up. ended up winning. Okay. Big? No, they cut it back to about 10. And the big Weissman kid who has been ruled ineligible by the NCAA. And Memphis just Penny, says, eh, hey, we don't Memphis care. Memphis says, we don't care. We're going to play him. So Memphis is going to be four. So they lost last night, so it won't matter. But the games that they've won with him playing, I just got a feeling they're going to be forfeiting those games here later on because I got a feeling at some point the NCAA is just going to say, you can't play him. So, and if you do, you lose. So Did you watch Kentucky? I did not watch Kentucky. But you know I what they did? They got beat. They lost to Evansville. Evansville. The, the Mighty Valley. Aces. Yeah. The, you know who led Evansville in scoring? Sam Cunliffe. There you go, Steve. I'm bringing it around full F- circle. Former KU basketball. Well, I don't know if you could call him a KU basketball player because he only played like two minutes a game. Well, I guess he didn't lead them, but he was second in scoring with like, 17. Yeah, I was going to say he had 17. They also added the six turnovers he had, but that's besides the Yeah, point. don't don't mention that. Yeah. But, Steve, you just you laid back, watched a little TV. That's yeah, all you did. I was tired last night. See, I was, I've, I've been working on football notes, getting ready yeah. for a busy weekend. Well, I've been working on the basketball and, you know, fall, I shouldn't say fall, the winter magazine. Yeah. We're going to have some uh, swimming in there. We're going to have some, some swimming, swimming, We're not swimming. That's, that's how they say it in Southeast. What about wrestling? Wrestling, wrestling. We'll have some wrestling okay. in there. Now bowling doesn't start their season until January. So we will have a full preview on midkansasonline.com about bowling. But if you would like to send, say you have a kid on one of those teams and you want to send them a good luck message, let us know. Uh, we're taking signature ads for $20 and th- we can include those. And if you want to say good luck, little Johnny, Go get them. You know, we'll go ahead and put that. Mom and dad, 
So. I hope somebody just writes that for anybody. They say, <laughs> I, I want to donate to the magazine. And we've had several people. And my signature and, ad says, go get them, and, little Johnny. And several people have stepped up, and I've, I've had a couple posts about it, and we've had several people step up, and I really appreciate that because it's all for the kids. This helps us give give the magazines away. We don't have to sell them. We can give them away. That's right. Because it covers the cost of the printing. Well, Steve, we've talked about it a little bit this week, but we haven't completely put ourselves into the position to talk about playoff football yeah. coming up this Friday night. State quarterfinal round. We've hinted at it a little bit, but it's a big round. And because this is a big weekend, it's a big night of football, we brought in a very important person That's right. to talk about all high school football in, in Kansas. I do want to say one thing, because it's such a big week, I've already got previews up of the three area games. Wow. BigKansasOnline.com. You get two and, days of previews. Yeah, and we'll have the McPherson preview tomorrow, but man, I wish I was one of those people that could be in two places at one time, because this Canton-Galva South Central matchup could very well be for the state championship. Yep. From And, and Chettles, you know, we've already we've taped the interview yesterday with Chet, but just Chet Kaplan of Sports in Kansas. That's right. You didn't let me get a full introduction yeah. for him. Shelby Hoppus, I've already you know been in contact with Shelby for my uh, uh, pre-seed, and Shelby says it's basically the same two teams that played last year because Canton Galva didn't have a senior, and South Central only had two, and last year's game was 54-52 in overtime, Eagles. Let's see if they can do it again. So without further ado, we'll take our first break. When we come back, we will talk with Chet Kaplan of Sports in Kansas, previewing almost every state quarterfinal matchup throughout the state and some of his predictions for how he thinks things are going to roll. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union. Brown Shoefit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Joining us on today's show is Chet Kuplin of Sports in Kansas, the number one source for all things going on throughout the state of Kansas. And, of course, it's a great time to talk with Chet today because we're getting ready for the home stretch here in the high school football playoffs. We're in the state quarterfinal round this week leading into the state semis next week and then state championship Saturday coming up on November 30th. Chet, in terms of buzz around this high school state championship and the and the state playoffs here in the state quarterfinals, how do you feel the buzz has been around the state here getting ready for this week? Well, I, I think there's a lot of buzz locally, obviously, on the, this McPherson football team in Class 4A, and people are thinking maybe this is the year that the Bullpups uh, get to that state title game. And uh, last year we thought that as well, but uh, this year – uh, they're primed for that run. Of course, it's not going to come easy. There are some teams that have emerged. Uh, this Andover Central team that uh, we don't want to overlook, uh, Arc City, but this Andover Central team, I think, has surprised a lot of people. Of course, they take on Bueller, and of course, you're going to get likely Bishop Miege uh, in that state championship game because whether it's been 4A1, whether it's been 4A, it's been five times in a row that the Bishop Miege Stags have been there no matter who they're playing in Class 4A, and it's been total domination mode uh, for them. Uh, of course, Class 5A, we're looking at St. Thomas Aquinas, 
uh, probably the favorite there. They have been very good defending state champion uh, from last year and uh, haven't lost a game in each of the last two seasons. We talk about it. We're very repetitive talking about that EKL and how good it is. Well, look at all the teams that are still alive. Uh, in the Eastern Kansas League uh, in Class 4A, 5A, or 6A this season. Of course, the buzz around 6A is the Derby Panthers, uh, and for good reason. They've controlled the classification really for the last six years, uh, but there's some other contenders out there as well. I mean, all the hype coming into the year uh, by Topeka and, of course, Devonche Harden that's going to KU, and then Kai Thomas, a four-year starter, one of the only four-year starters in Class 6A uh, in recent memory. There's a few of them. Uh, but they've been really rolling this year, and they get a rematch in a game that they lost earlier on in the year with Junction City. Derby has Manhattan, and of course, uh, it's kind of uh, the Blue Valleys on the other side of the state, Blue Valley North versus Blue Valley, uh, Blue Valley West versus Olathe North. And uh, of course, that Class 3A, guys, top to bottom, I really feel like it may be the best classification uh, in the entire state of Kansas as far as parity. Not saying the schools in 3A could go up and dominate in other classifications. I just think that, man, when you see teams like Sabetha and Marysville and all those highly regarded teams like Holton that we thought uh, would go deep, they're all done. That entire district, Holton, Marysville, Sabetha, Wamigo, they're all done. Of course, Andel uh, is the favorite out on the, the western part, I feel like, at this point. You like Hoisington uh, in Class 2A, but uh, there's some – teams there that are going to challenge them in garden plain and of course 1a you got to go through smith center there plainville another one of those factor teams but man all the way up locally to you guys canton galva's getting a lot of hype as they should be they've been in total domination mode but i'm excited for it because uh everybody's playing for something this time of the year and those seniors are realizing guys that hey I may not get a next week here, so everything is on the line, and I think that's why we see some upsets pop up across the state because everybody's playing a lot harder in November than maybe they were in September. Well, let's start with McPherson, Chet. Uh, the Bullpups have Arc City this week. Uh, Jim and I were not surprised at all they beat Winfield. In fact, we had them thrashing the Alyssa's, which they did, and then, of course, we thought they would beat Winfield. We just thought they'd been coming on. They're a physical team. Uh, assuming the Bullpups uh, get past Arc City, uh, can Andover or can Bueller give Andover Central a game, or is it really looking like McPherson and Andover Central? I think it's going to be McPherson and Andover Central. I think Bueller is a kind of a bounce back team from last year, and of course a couple of years ago, uh, very good and always a, a factor. And uh, you know, you look at this this Arc City team; they did not start well at all this season. They lost five football games. Uh, in a row, of course, Weimer's in his second stint there. He's been a, a Division One AA FCS coach, whatever you want to call it, as an assistant, uh, and not very good overall in their league. But you look at and evaluate some of their losses this year, they weren't bad. They lost to an improved Wichita South program by six. They lost to Winfield earlier on in the season by two, and they got that back last week, 13-3 to in a defensive battle. So maybe this will be a little bit closer than many may think this week. And this is a team... You know, looking at it, they played Andover Central within eight points just a few weeks ago. So can't necessarily over, overlook Arc City and their four and six record. But I really feel like it's going to be McPherson in Andover Central. Coach Tuttle, longtime assistant, the head coach there now. Uh, he's done a great job with this program. And if you guys remember, Reagan Jones transferred out of this program a couple of years ago. And he's likely the best quarterback in the state. He's not Wichita Northwest and what they got rolling in Class 5A. Well, all of a sudden, they got a guy named Shamari Parnell. Over 1,800 yards this year passing through the air. Matthew Macy and Xavier Bell, one of the best players in the state in 5A basketball for the state championship team, have been great. Trey DeGarmo, 
they have the weapons just like McPherson has, and I think that's going to be an absolute slugfest if that does happen. However, Andover Central can't look overlook uh, Bueller the same way uh, with the Pups. Can't overlook an improved Arc City team that has really battled and fought over the last five, six weeks. Well, obviously, as we look over to the east half of the bracket, you mentioned earlier that Bishop Miege has owned the east half of 4A. Is there any chance in your mind that a Tonganoxi who is undefeated and having one of the best seasons in program history or a Paola team that is undefeated and has really pummeled everybody in their path, do you see much of any chance that it's not the Stags coming out of the east half of 4A? Man, I, I, I just can't go against the Stags in, in Class 4A, and, and I think that's basically probably because of what they've done every single year. Uh, and a lot of those guys that have done that to the other teams in past years are still there. I mean, Bryson Cobbins has been a part of this for four years. Of course, you look at Daniel Jackson, uh, the wide receiver, Felipe Wesley. Some of these guys have been around for a while. Now, maybe their offensive line and, and linebackers maybe aren't as great as they have been when you graduated Dylan Downing and then, of course, some guys to Kansas State and Cornell and all these places uh, that are very good. You're not going to quite have that, uh, but they're very good. They, they lost to St. James earlier this year uh, in kind of an upset, and, of course, Aquinas in a very competitive game. Uh, blew out Rockers, Missouri, a Class 6 power. Toganoxie, though, they are a very much improved team, and we figured they'd be pretty good. They have perhaps the, the best lineman, one of them, in Class 4A, the top shot put thrower in the state of Kansas, 61 feet last year as a junior, very explosive uh, player uh, in the sample kid. And, of course, this Cunningham kid uh, has came on huge this year out of the backfield for him. He had 160 yards last year, and now he has nearly 2,000. They've been 10-0 and 0 this year, and they're in the Frontier League. Unfortunately, their schedule didn't meet up where they would meet another undefeated Frontier League team in Paola this year. Uh, that league overall, though, I, you know, pretty good at the top, but I don't feel like their schedule has been that great. And Miege, they played one of the best schedules, if not the best schedule in the entire uh, state of Kansas when you look at it. Blue Valley North, Blue Valley West, Mill Valley, all alive. Uh, Rockhurst over in Missouri, Blue Valley alive, Aquinas alive. And, of course, they just coast right through the playoffs. So uh, you got to be able to, to stop the pass in the run of Bishop Miege. they got athletes all over the field, 4-4 speed, a couple guys like that. You just don't see that week in and week out in Class 4A football. And they may have four or five guys that are sub-4, 5, 40 guys uh, capable of taking it to the house at any time. And a lot of depth on this team. Not to take anything away from Taganoxi. Or Paola, I just think that, uh, you know, athlete-wise, Miege just has a little bit too much speed on that. I always say you got to run the football in November, and I feel like you do. Uh, but Bishop Miege has been able to do whatever they want to do, throw the football, run the football uh, with what they have, and very well coached by John Holmes. Uh, Toganoxie, I feel like, does have the best shot out of everybody this week and at Toganoxie, but I would be absolutely shocked uh, if we're seeing Toganoxie move on against the game in Bishop Miege this week. Chet switching gears, uh, Jim and I have been really fortunate this year to have Canton Galva and Little River, you know, as, as two of the teams we cover. Uh, how do you see eight-man uh, Division One playing out? Of course, they're on opposite sides. Canton Galva, to me, has a really tough one, though, this week with South Central. And then, of course, Little River has uh, Wichita uh, County, Leote. But Canton Galva, South Central, we've been hearing some people been saying that might be the two best teams. I completely agree with you because I think this is the state championship this week. And unfortunately, that's just how it happens uh, in some of these classes. Uh, you know, we've seen that, uh, I think, last year with Miege and Pittsburgh earlier on in class 4A. You're going to see that. But how about 571 or 570 points this year for Canton Galva to 39 
that they've allowed this year. And they don't have crazy stat numbers. In fact, Coach Hoppus sitting his stats, and I believe the Everett kid has 970 yards because they're only playing to halftime because they're blowing everybody away this season. On the other end of things, South Central's right there with them. I mean, they got a kid that has a leg, one of the best kickers in eight-man in the country, uh, kicking a 47-yarder, I believe, this year and a 46-yarder a couple years ago uh, as a sophomore in Gage Girk, and he's got over 20 interceptions. Uh, Shade Snyder, another one of their players as well. I feel like these are the absolute two best teams uh, this year defensively uh, as far as eight-man football goes and pretty close there offensively as well. Uh, Canton Galva, of course, uh, a lot of weapons on this team, but I do worry about some of these teams later on in the year. Uh, I know I have one in my area where I'm from in St. Paul and eight-man division two. You know, they've only had to play one full game all year. So I wonder about some of these teams when they have to play a full game, how they're going to react to it. So uh, I see this just being an absolute showdown this week. I think it's a coin flip style matchup. I can't sit here and say Canton Galva or South Central is favored in this one. Uh, And I think overall that eight-man one Really, really solid this year with a lot of contenders. Madison is very good. So, you know, Canton Gala, if they're going to win this game, they're going to have another tough opponent next week. And, of course, uh, on the other side, I think St. Francis. They're another one of those teams that's allowed around 40 points this season. They take on Hodgman County. Leota Wichita County takes on Little River. Little River locally there, their only loss is to Canton Galva. They're on a little bit of a run, and they knocked off a very good Nest City team. So we got some teams in eight-man Division One, but I do think Canton Galva, is the favorite in this one, but it's a coin flip style of matchup. I mean, it's going to be a very, very good game. We're talking with Chet Kuplin of Sports in Kansas here on today's show. And one more area team for us that's still alive, Chet, the Inman Teutons, who went to Elkhart on Friday and won, end up coming back and making it to the 1A state quarterfinals. Of course, when you look at 1A West, there are some really good teams, whether it's Smith Center, who has dominated this classification. You have undefeated Sedgwick. You have Plainville. How do you like the Teutons' chance of getting out of this round and potentially even further? Well, this 1A, you know, on, on the West, uh, it gets very difficult when you run into these MCL teams. And not to take anything away from Inman, I think that they are an improved team and did lose, obviously, one of the, their best players from last year. Coach Sire uh, has done good and one of those players at McPherson. Uh, you know, when they played against Sedgwick, you know, didn't really have an answer for that passing attack against them. Uh, they're not going to see that maybe as much this week. Plainville will run the football a little bit more with Jordan Finnessy, a state wrestling champion, and then Jared Casey, one of the best multiple sport athletes, three-sport athletes uh, in Class 1A or 2A, uh, depending on the sport. This is at Inman this week. They took a couple shots early on. I think this is just going to be all Plainville. And personally, I think Plainville and Smith Center are the two best teams this year uh, in Class 2-1A or Class 1A, rather, as we call it now. Uh, and Sedgwick, we're still trying to figure out if they're for real or not. I know their schedule's not great, and they've never made it past the round of eight, and they have the task to take on Smith Center. So if Inman were to somehow pull the upset of the year against Plainville, they're likely going to have Smith Center waiting on them or a rematch versus a team that was all over them early on in the year in Sedgwick. That game at Sedgwick. Uh, so it'll be interesting there for sure. But uh, hats off to, to Inman for going and getting a win against Elkhart and beating Stanton County. But top to bottom, not to take anything away from some of these 2A programs, I think we have, we're have we going to have 28 in the next cycle. It just doesn't have that 2-1A and 1A feel, the new 1A, um, anymore like it used to because we had the, the Claflin uh, crazy teams, the Colgan teams that were ridiculous. Of course, some of the teams went to 3A. Some of the teams have went down to the eight-man ranks. Yes, we have, of course, your Olpies and Centralias, and Colgan's still there. Uh, But overall, top to bottom, the classification, I feel like, is just a little bit weaker. 
but it is uh, going to be an absolute uh, huge challenge if England were to move on against Plainville this week. Well, Chet, the other matchups that are really intriguing to me, one of them that I look at, it's just this entire 6A West half. I think Derby Manhattan is a terrific matchup. I think Topeka High and Junction City is a terrific matchup. And even some of the games that we had last week in 6A West were very intriguing to me. So many good teams. What are your thoughts on who comes out of the West in 6A? I mean, obviously Derby, the big-time favorite coming in, but I think they have two extremely tough games if they're going to make it to the state championship game. Yeah, and luckily, you know, some of this is all cannibalizing itself before you would get there because we saw Topeka High and Lawrence last week, 56-35, to and Devin Neal and Kai Thomas going head-to-head, arguably two of the probably three best running backs in the state, and then Topeka High wins that, so what do they get? They get Junction City, who blasted a previously undefeated Dodge City team that schedule probably not great in the WAC in western Kansas. No disrespect, it's just what it is. Junction City and the Centennial League, of course, I feel like that league's made some steps this year. It's been since 08 since we've seen a state title. That was Ty Zimmerman, who played at Kansas State and Junction City for his dad, Randall, back in 08, and Hayden won it that year. But I feel like the league's made some movement. Three of the four are in the Centennial League that are left. But Derby's Derby, and Derby just reloads, uh, and they've been great. Lim Wash has been outstanding, of course, Trey Washington. Of course, they've had some trouble with quarterback and injuries, uh, but the Dorsey kid defensively, one of the best in the state, and they have a lineman going to Nebraska, and another lineman that may be even a better All-State pick than him uh, on the team as well. This Derby team, they just reload there. Uh, one of the best programs, if not the best program in the state, taking on a Manhattan team that seems to be upended by Derby every time they get there. Uh, This is at Derby this week. Manhattan has a very good player in B.J. Young out of the backfield. Of course, their quarterbacks had a nice year for them as well. Junction City's quarterback, Andrew Corey, he didn't even start last year uh, and comes in, and all of a sudden he's a 2,000-yard passer this year. Uh, Russell Wilkie, Quavez Humphreys, and Topeka High, two of the best players in the entire state, as I mentioned earlier. I mean, we got a lot of star power here, guys. Uh, And I think that until somebody can knock off Derby, it is going to be Derby. I'm a, I'm a coin flip the other way. I just think Topeka High gets it done. It, it's at Hummer Park in Topeka this week. I think Topeka High moves on, and we'll be talking about Derby versus Topeka. And I don't think Topeka High, I think it has been, shoot, I don't know. I don't even know the last time that they've even made a semifinal. I know that Walt Alexander has really built this program up, and he has some dudes for sure. But I don't think they've been in this position for a long time. I think the only semifinal appearance they had was like 1973. Uh, So this is very new territory for them, but I think I'm going to take Topeka High versus Derby, and I'm still going to favor Derby. Derby's going to win the state championship this this year again, and I think we'll be talking about an EKL team. There's three of the four left on the eastern side of the state. Well, Chet, before we let you go, I want to get one prediction from you. I want your upset special, who you think maybe is not on everybody's radar but is going to pull off a big win this weekend in the state quarterfinals. I don't care even which classification you choose from, but I'd like to hear if you've got an upset and a, and a, a card up your sleeve on who you think is going to surprise the entire state. Well, I think I might stick with Class 2A, uh, and I think I'm going to take Riley County over Silver Lake. Now, this is a rematch. Riley County didn't have everybody earlier on in the year. And I think that they've gotten better throughout the course of the season. Uh, this, of course, was 25 to nothing earlier on in the year. Uh, but I believe the best player in the Barnes kid did not play that game for Riley County. That is maybe my upset special there. Outside of that, I'm from Frontenac, Kansas originally. So I'm going to go, even though it may not look like an upset. But to me, I grew up at Frontenac when they were a 2-1-8 program. And for me to see Frontenac High School against Topeka Hayden, 
uh, just looks weird. We beat them, Frontenac, two years ago in Frontenac uh, in a game to go to the state championship that nobody thought would happen. Now, both teams are undefeated. This is at Hayden. I'm going to call an upset Frontenac over Hayden. Maybe just being a homer because that's my hometown. Uh, but I think that's another one that you got to look at. Uh, outside of that, you know, I don't know. Can Beloit knock off an Andel team? Beloit's beat Colby and Scott City this year. Nobody thought they would beat either one of those teams. So I'll give you a few of those. And I think that uh, maybe maybe one of those will happen. But I'll probably be absolutely wrong on all of them. All right, Chet. Well, we appreciate your time today. And I know you're a busy man bouncing around all over the state. Sports in Kansas, the number one spot for high school sports in the state of Kansas, and especially here at playoff time. We appreciate your time. And hopefully we have a chance to talk with you again next week or sometime down the road here, too. Hey, Jeff, Steve, you guys do a job there in person. I love uh, following all your stuff, and thanks for the stats each and every week. Uh, go out there, have some fun, and, uh, man, hopefully we're talking about Canton Galva and McPherson both in state title games this year, man. I appreciate it. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, always enjoy having Chet on the show and, and getting his insight from around the state because you and I, we, we're so focused on what's going on right, right around us. We, we don't tend to be able to follow quite as closely things going on throughout the entire state. And I think he's right in saying that Class 3A, we get to see a little bit of it with Heston and Smoky Valley, but yeah. so many good teams in Class 3A. And the crazy thing that he didn't really dive into too much is that there's been a lot of turnover in Class 3A where some of the programs that have been so good the last few years, you take a Sabetha team, you throw Marysville in there, Holton has been so good, Wamigo, all those teams are out. Yeah. It was almost a complete turnover on the east half of 3A to what it is this year. You had Pratt last year who played in the state championship game. They got bounced early. It's just been a wild year in 3A. I brought up 6A West that has a ton of great matchups. It's just fun to be able to hear what's going on throughout the entire state. Yeah, it really is because we're so focused. We've got we've had such a great year of football in our area. You know, we just don't have a chance to branch out. So it'd be uh, different if the Bullpups were 0 and 8, and we're going. God, is anybody <laughs> is anybody around the state any good? Yeah. So no, but uh, uh, we've had a great year. But it's nice to have Chet on because he knows the state. You know, we try to follow the state, but we just can't follow as close as he's done. That's his job is to follow the entire state. Kind of like our guy Hayden Barber. Yeah. You know, he, he, he follows a lot of the state stuff. So, uh, anyway, good to get an overview of state football. And Man, I tell you, I'm still I, – I wish I could be at Canton on Friday. That Canton-Galva. Well, you can. Just go. <laughs> well, it starts at 6.30, I believe, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, go watch the first 30 minutes watch and then come over for football at, yeah. at, at the stadium. I'll, I'll, bet, I'll bet there's people – it's going to be standing room only at Marg Ryder Stadium. That place is going to be packed. Eagle Nation is going to be out in force. And, man, I just, I just real, I, I wish somebody had video the game. and, and, and Well, they it. will be. They'll be broadcasting it, so we'll have to pull it up. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Steve, we're looking forward to a Bullpup football preview Thursday tomorrow. We'll give you all the details on Arc City and that matchup for McPherson, as well as break down the rest of Class 4A, especially the Bueller-Andover Central matchup, which is the one that – 
McPherson with a win would take on the winner of that game. Also going on today, Steve, we have athletic signings. Five of them. At the high school. That's right. Taylor Bruce. Yeah. As well as Cassie Cooks. Yeah. Andrea Sweat. Yep. Lakin Schieferick. Emma Ruddle. That was pretty good. I remembered them all. You did remember them all, but all five of those girls are signing. What they're doing now at McPherson High, you know, we used to go out for signing after signing after signing. Shane Bakus came up with a really good idea. There's three different signing periods. This is the early signing period. You've got another one that's coming up. I imagine Cody Stuffelbean will be in on that one, you know, to make his official. He's going to K-State. May have some, who knows, some other guys, some other uh, kids that are going to sign, but three different ones this year. This is the first of three, and I kind of like that we're doing them all at one time. Got a text from Shad Marston. He said, go Eagles. Is that right? Getting ready for Canton Galva. And then our other activity tonight, Steve, Mac College Basketball right. at Bethany. You and I are going to go up and check out the Bulldogs and Swedes up at Han Gym. Uh, should be a great matchup. All four teams with winning records right now. Yeah. And, and uh, this is the start of conference play. If you go to midkansasonline.com, read my column today, I express my changes I'd like to make to the KCAC because I think the basketball conference schedule, 24-game schedule, is downright ridiculous. Every coach I've ever talked to in the last two years hates it. Do something about it, please, for me. <laughs> uh, I wanted to see you beg just a little I was, bit more. That was, that was groveling. That's groveling on my part. Well, a big, 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 big day, busy day. So go busy. check out midkansasonline.com for anything that you will need to know. Steve, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Yeah, we'll be at the signings this afternoon. There you go. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.